Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 412th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with a spoopy show for you for the week of Halloween. Spoopy. Uh, for all Hallow's Eve. Uh, and I've got a couple of spoopy co-hosts. Uh, I don't even know who goes first in this scenario, but uh, I guess we'll go alphabetically. We've got Linian. Hello, hello. And then we've also got uh, we've got Seth Vilo, who I've talked too much to in the past twenty four hours. Student loans. Oh, don't, don't get, say anything really scary. Jeez. Don't get me started on those. By the way, <laughs> like. <laughs> The podcast is only an hour and a half. It's only an hour and a half, and I can only talk so much about student loans. But uh, welcome to the show if you're new. Welcome back if you're old. Uh, we talk everything here, Pokemon, from the trading card game to the video game to uh, everything in between, whether that be, uh, I don't know, I, I actually don't, the merchandise? I mean, there's, we the talk Pokemon a, cereal boxes. We We have talked about that. Like, we've legit talked about the Pokemon we cereal. Have. Uh, also, the, you talking about it makes me want to go to, like, the store and buy some, like, crappy, like... I guess Kellogg's did make, like, the actual Pokemon cereal. I think it was either Kellogg's did. or General Mills. Like, one of the actual, like, big boys uh-huh. made it. And so, uh, I do remember that. And we did. We have talked about it before, but I really want to go and get, like, some video game cereal right now. Like, with the, with the crappy marshmallows. And mm-hmm. you just go and eat it and you watch cartoons. Which you can do on our Discord server, because uh, hey. up until the release of Sword and Shield, like we're running a continuous stream in the Movie Night channel of all of the Pokemon episodes, which is actually really cool. I didn't know we could do it, thanks to Orange Avenger for helping out with that. So, uh, <laughs> we did. I mean, it's really cool, though. Uh, I, I It's really hype. Like, this is something that's just, like, really awesome and something that I always wish we could do. And he found a way to do it, and it's, it's just amazing. Um, the, the work that people put into the community to make it as awesome as it is just blows my mind every day. Um, because most of that happened when I was gone. <laughs> yeah, it did. It just was kind of up one day, and it was just, whoa, that's awesome. Well, he told me about it like as he was setting it up. He's like, so I'm setting this up. And he's just like, I was hoping to have it done before you got back. And I'm just like, yeah, but the fact that you're like almost done with it by the time I came back <laughs> is about the same thing. <laughs> but that's uh, that's where it is. But uh, yeah, well, we, we talk everything in the Pokemon franchise. I, I could talk about this Lugia pen holder I have. It's probably my number one favorite thing I got while I was in Japan. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So like they have they have because because Japan's really um, addicted to gambling. I mean, they really like to test their luck. Um, mm-hmm. They have a number of blind boxes in Japan, and there's like there's like 
I'd think on the order of like 10 ish, um, <clears throat> Pokemon based ones where you like, you buy it and then you can get like one of eight things or one of six things or something like that. There's this one that's legit, just like all like desk office supplies type deals. And they, and like, it was like one of eight things and there's like a Lugia pen holder and a Ho-Oh pen holder. And we were somewhere where they had them all on display. And I said, man, I really want that Lugia pen holder. And so like, I bought a box and I'm like, you know, it's a one in eight chance that I get it, but you know what? Let's try for it. You know, just for fun. Cause it was like set, it was like 500 yen or something. It wasn't stupid expensive. Um, and so I did it and we, and like, I pulled it and that's the only one I pulled. And I said, cool, that's the one I wanted. I'm done. And so now I have this really cool, it like holds the pen and like, you just pick up the pen whenever you need it. And then Lugia holds it later. Um, I'll take a picture of it and maybe we can put it on like the Puckle Instagram or something. Um, <laughs> we should start utilizing that a little bit more, but, <laughs> um, we, we should start utilizing that Instagram a little bit more, but I think that's, uh, that's really cool. Uh, other than that, though, I mean, I mean, we could talk about that. We just did, <laughs> but yeah. What have you guys been up to lately, Seth? I know you haven't done anything. No, not at all. Uh, yeah. I definitely didn't record Battlecast. That's coming out later this week. Yep. Be excited! It's on Halloween. Um, another thing I definitely didn't do since I was on last time was go to a regional, and that was a oh really great time yeah oh, really which one? I was in Knoxville. That's right. That was... We talked about it because I was thinking about going, but it was when I was on my trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was fantastic. It was a whole lot of fun. I did decently well for my first regional. I, How'd you do? I got uh, three wins, three loss, and no, three wins, two loss, three ties. Mm-hmm. And I learned about the menace that is the clock. Yes, it, it, it's really bad. Oh, because I would I would either win or lose first game, and then whoever whoever lost first game would just come back with a vengeance in game two so mm. there'd be one one and we'd have like 10 minutes to do game three that happened three times it was, <laughs> uh, but i did make someone discard their deck to win oh you're playing tcg you're playing tcg that yeah, okay i was in tcg okay tcg is a different world i was about to comment on like the video game i was like never mind it doesn't matter because i video game numbers like went down this year pretty bad mm-hmm. uh, and they saw very little growth compared to the 2016 season yeah so i i I was a little disappointed i am excited to see how it goes with swish though i'm a little scared just because they're gonna make you play on swish yeah and i want to see how that goes (laughs) uh (laughs) with like everybody having a switch because it's not like a 3ds where people could like prop up their screen and you can hide it pretty effectively this one's like oh i've got a whole console in my hand it'll be a different world that's for sure it's gonna be like trying to play Pokemon Stadium with your friends and not seeing how what button they hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like that's what it's gonna be, in my opinion. Uh, I don't know. I want. I. I honestly. I kind of just want to go to a regional just to see the logistics. Yeah, just to see the logistics. That's all I want to see. Especially with like, if you have a launch switch, your battery life is like three hours, probably, mm-hmm. and like you're screwed. Like regionals take all day. They yep. do. Uh, and your your battery life is three hours. I'm sorry. Get them battery packs. They sell official Nintendo ones now. They do. They do. I have one. Uh, they are actually very nice. They're very nice because they're made in cor- in um, by Anchor as well, and they're incredible. yes. Anchor Pretty Anchor is like touch. Anchor is like the number one external battery like mm-hmm. producer in the world. Just fun fact. Uh, they mm-hmm. they make quality stuff. Uh, yeah. Also, the switch is weird, and it has like a weird like USB C protocol, and it draws like a weird amount of voltage and current. Mm-hmm. And typical USB-C chargers won't be compatible completely with it. Like you'll charge, but it won't be the most efficient charge, if that makes sense. And so if you don't, so same thing with other battery packs. If you don't buy the Nintendo battery pack that doesn't have the proper IP, uh, USB-C protocol, 
Um, mm-hmm. It's an issue. I mean, it, that's that's a nerdy take on it. Yeah, fun fact. It's it, it's really that's why a lot of third party docks were bricking switches. Yeah, they had the wrong procedures. They had the wrong protocol for the for the USB C, yeah. and it was that so they were just bricking switches like left and right. It's the switch one isn't standard. It just resembles a standard one enough. People assumed it was that. And when those protocols uh, were, were you know, dealing with a dock switch for hours, it eventually just, you know, fried it because it there just, were differences. Yeah, exactly. It, it's horrible. So fun fact, fun fact. But you, Linian, it's been a really long time since you've been on the show. What have you been up to? Yeah, I, it's been like, oh, seven days. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had midterm exams, oh, so, God. um, Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> the less the said, the is said, the better I did fine. I hate myself. I'm enjoying this weekend, but you know, I last know that feeling. I know that feeling. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, as, as for myself, I don't think I did too much. Uh, I got a lot of Patreon stuff done. I spent literally all week doing all the Patreon, uh, packages cause I was, I meant to get them out on Monday, but like thing after thing kept stopping me. So, um, I like to, so I got, I got it built up. So I had like a bunch of envelopes. And so I started filling up the envelopes, getting everything put together. And then, uh, the first stoppage came because, uh, I couldn't weigh the envelopes because my, my scale broke. And so I had to buy a new scale so that I could weigh the packages so I could price the postage properly. Yeah. And then after that, I realized, so I, um, I also make my life easier by, I have uh shipping labels that you like print and stick on like they're just stickers um but i ran out of those oh no (laughs) and so like that was another day um and and then i found out that uh usps was being very weird about the international packages so i still haven't gone yet um i do have all of the domestic ones like labeled and everything and literally after the show i'm driving to the post office to like just dump them in the mailbox so if you are if you are a patron waiting for the rest of your badges they will be shipping on saturday uh october 26th so please give it until like November 1st before you go, Thatch, I didn't get my thing. Uh, that's all That's all I ask for you, please. <laughs> please and thank you. Uh, just wait till November 1st. And if you didn't get your thing, please let me know. Please let me know. That's like my number one thing. Like I know I've missed people before and they just don't say anything. Please let me know. <laughs> so uh, that that's what I've been really focusing on Pokemon-wise this week. Um, I've all, we've also we've played a lot of D and D. Well, not played D and D. We've been prepping for a lot of D and D this week. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that yes. that's been those have been fun conversations, in my opinion. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. I'm I'm curious to see how it goes. Uh, I'm curious to see how it goes, but we'll see. Uh, on that note, though, uh, this is where we will go ahead and uh, kick it on over to the news. <laughs> And welcome to the news. The news has a lot of nothing in it, uh, but let's 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 start as we always do, as we want to do, because it's the most exciting news as all uh, as always. The Pokemon Go news. Yay! Yeah. Uh, so, so the first thing that's very small is that uh, they've been dropping like weird things on. I guess it's the Pokemon Go website for uh, Professor Willow talking about devices for Team Rocket. Or Team mm-hmm. Go Rocket, because God forbid we ever just have generic Team Rocket and anything ever again. Um, <laughs> and so they talk about he's talking about mysterious components and uh, that they use to take over Pokestops. 
Um, and so, so he's looked into those. He's also made like a little like team or Pokemon team go rocket tracker called the rocket radar um, that helps them hunt down the team rocket leaders. Um, and, and that's about it. That's I'm all excited for it. I, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Pokemon go always does like this really cool, like in universe lore stuff. Yeah, uh, it, it's very cool. I'm very good with that. Like Pokemon has always been very good with their they've been very consistent with their internal lore. They've yeah, been, they've been very good. That's the one thing the Pokemon franchise has been good at. And Pokemon Go is no different. Um, the other thing Pokemon Go has done is they have released the tickets for a colossal discovery event, which is on November 2nd from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Now, you must play during that time to be able to unlock the event, but you essentially get uh, special research to go get Regigigas. And you get 10 Raid Passes, and you get a Sinnoh Stone and a Unova Stone. And uh, two new poses, which are honestly worth the seven ninety nine in and of themselves, right? Um, uh, honestly, I think the Sinnoh Stone uh-huh. and the Unova Stone are probably worth $4 a piece to me. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, need, I need so many Sinnoh Stones. I need like five. You need more than five. You need one for each of the monkeys. No. No, no, not you know, A, Sinostones. Oh, Sinostones. And B, I'm yeah, saying yeah, I need four yeah. for things I have the candy for, I just don't have the stones for. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Unova Stones, like, have... The Unova Stones, I think, are worse than the Sinostones, in my complete opinion. Just because I've they never- get... I couldn't believe because like you have like Pokemon that evolve versus stones in the past. Yeah. And you've just... Oh. They've just forgiven that. But like, uh, Tynamo and Electros are going to need one. The monkeys need it. And they just Doesn't evolve with standard stones. I don't know if or is Volcarona four hundred candy. I think Volcarona is four hundred candy. That's what it is, and so it, it's a, a huge problem altogether. It, it, I don't know. I, I I don't like the way they're handling Unova whatsoever. Um, and I I know a lot of people are upset about this, but honestly, for who where I'm at with in terms of like Pokemon that like are in EX raids, um, instead of having to go down and hunt down like EX raid gyms and stuff like that and go play there. I'm happy for this addition to the game. If like this becomes a consistent addition where it's like, Hey, you can pay to jump into a research event and you can go get this EX mod instead. I just wish it wasn't on a time limit. Like if it was like, Hey, I I agree with that because it's going to be go capture or go raid against each of the different Reggie's and you get a Regigigas at the end. Like that's why it gives you so many passes. Mm -hmm. But I just, if I could do a a special research at my own pace, I would do it. This, I... I Yeah, I don't don't like the time limit. I really don't like the time limit. Uh, I I don't like... It it seems like they're trying to make it kind of like a universal, like, Pokemon Go Fest type deal. Where, like, anybody can participate. But I don't know. I I need to talk to Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Um, Because (laughs) he'd be the guy that I'd go play and do this with. Um, But I think he's going to be somewhere that weekend, actually. Uh, because like I, I have plans that weekend because <laughs> that's that's <laughs> next Saturday and like one that's going to probably be when we record the show. Um, it's going to be part of it at least when we record the show. And then two, I like have things going on that evening. So like I could probably play from like noon to six realistically. And that's about it. And then the problem is like my wife works that day too from until like 2 p.m. So like she couldn't jump in if she wanted to. Uh, it is frustrating. I, I do not like the time limit. I do agree with that. But that's uh, that's where we'll leave that. Um, moving on, uh, I don't know. Sunbird Sogaleo, I think is, is gone. Um, no, no, that's, uh, no, it's, in no, Japan. it's still going. It's in, is it still going? I think it's still going. Okay. We'll just say it's yeah, going. Yeah. Until November 9th. Oh, perfect. Boom. Go get your Sunburn Sogaleo and Lunala. I think. I think it's to the 9th. 10th. Okay. 10th. It's, it's the 10th. You just have to go get your Poke Pass and go do it by going to GameStop and activating Poke Pass because that's the way they're doing it now. 
I think it's honestly to get away the, from the complaints of like GameStop trying to use it to force <laughs> you to pre-order stuff. Because mm-hmm. they've lied, it's, they've lied in the past to customers. I've known that. Yeah, this is just probably this way they have full control over the partnership. I mean, they used to do it as well with like the distribution cartridges. I, I don't know. Well, I understand why they did it because now you don't have to produce distribution cartridges. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's why. Uh, but other mm-hmm. than that, I think that's uh, I think that's most everything in news. Other than like, if you play Let's Go, you can go to Best Buy from November fourth to fourteenth and use the PokePass app to get a Mewtwo and Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Wow, it's very Whoa. similar to the Lola. Yep. <laughs> wow. There's also the uh, if you're in the TCG, the Cosmic Eclipse yes. set. The last set for Sun and Moon is dropping on Friday and will be legal for tournament play to three two something like that weeks after that so mm-hmm. go grab them cards it's just been a really slow week it's been a very slow week in terms of news it's the calm before the storm yep i mean next week we'll probably get something and i, I expect the week before re- leading up to release there to be stuff that drops uh, i really do expect that to happen mm-hmm. um like i expect like uh like two days before drop and then probably like middle evolutions for starters <laughs> because i I can't believe they don't wouldn't even give us the middle evolutions. I think if we're if we're going to compare the past three release cycles together, like Gen Eight, Gen Six, and Gen Seven, I think Gen Seven was too much. Gen Eight's been too little, and Gen Six was just right. That's fair. Gen Six didn't reveal everything, but it revealed enough to give me a feel for what's going on. Here, I just feel like I'm in the dark. My hot take is we might get Ponyta's evolution, and that's it. Uh, no, because if we get Ponyta's evolution, we get Galarian Farfetched. No, we and- don't. And I That's don't, my hot take. And I don't think we'll get Galarian Farfetch'd before release. But that's... I, it's just a theory. A game <laughs> theory. I, if, I, if I had to, to put money down, I'd say we'd get one more trailer that will have probably just... Probably just uh, one new uh, Galarian form. And then... A hint of what's going on with Zacian or Zamazenta or something, but I I'm not even sure we're gonna get a trailer. I think they might just go into TV ad mode. Yeah, I don't know what's going. Well, they already dropped the TV ad. That's already out. They did. That's right. They did drop the TV ad, which looks kind of cool. I mean, it was very nostalgic um, because it's just yeah. like, hey, Pokemon's now a real game. Um. Well, not real game. It's on like a home console, essentially. That, that, that was their thing. Like, hey, look, Pokemon's home console now. It's evolved. Hey. Yeah. Hey. But I'm just. So that was great. But I, I hate to keep just drawing comparisons to previous gens. But like, like the last ad campaign they had for TV with the whole like story arc of the Japanese kid who moved to Hawaii. That was amazing. Can we, can we get that again or something? <laughs> That was amazing. That was I I I love that. Uh, I miss it. I wish we did get that back. Oh, can we get that marketing team back? <laughs> that marketing team. Well, they gave out too much information. To be fair, like, but otherwise, uh, I think this is a good place to stop. We're gonna kick it on over to Puckles Pokey Quiz, where we're gonna quiz your co-host on their inane, in in insane Pokemon knowledge. There we go.
And welcome to Puckles Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Don't use your internet, guys. You have to use what's in your heads. Seth and Lenny are going to be working together as a team to do uh, to answer five Pokemon-related trivia questions. And uh, hopefully they can do their best and get these answers. All these trivia questions are provided to us by our fans on our Discord server. So if you want to try to stump the co-host, go on over there. Granted, I do filter and I do try to pick ones that are fair. I want to throw that out there, that little bit of information out there. So like if you're asking uh, if you're asking really random things about like a very specific Pokemon episode from the anime, I'm not going to ask it. Just throwing it out there. We have a lot of those questions. There are a lot of those questions. They're just like, in episode 372, what color was the shirt that the person Ash was battling wearing? And it's just like, you might be right. I don't know. That, that's Basically, that question reads, name a random color. <laughs> yes, that is. <laughs> what color am I thinking of? Uh, but, but yes, Blue. please. You're green. Please give us your good Pokemon trivia questions and we will probably ask them on the show and immortalize them in audio format. And, <laughs> and, as, uh, but these guys are going to be working together to answer five Pokemon themed trivia questions for a possible total of seven points today. If they get all of the questions right and they do not use their lifeline, which is a hint to help answer one of the questions, uh, they can get seven. They are in a race with their fellow co-host to a possible total of 30 points. Whoever gets there first gets, uh, Get something. I don't know what it is. Maybe $20 of Public credit. We'll see how we feel about Public then. <laughs> and uh, but as always, this is brought to you by AnimeGravy.com. AnimeGravy.com, your one-stop shop for just nerdy art. And I love those guys. So please go support them. Uh, they're just, they're, they're fantastic. Oh my gosh, I love those guys. Um, and I, I just love them. They're fantastic. But moving on, let's let's jump into these questions. So our first question what is the only non-psychic type Pokemon that can have the ability synchronize? Hmm. Oh, Umbreon. Umbreon, Umbreon is correct. Uh, I didn't know that the rest of them were psychic until I looked it up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks, ex- uh, thanks, uh, Pokemon Coliseum. Yeah. Thanks, a week ago on Showdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what non-mythical Generation 1 single-stage Pokemon has never been available to catch in the wild. Oh, okay. What were all of those qualified? Non? Non-mythical. Non-mythical. Stage one, or uh, single stage, generation uh-huh. one, Pokemon. Never caught in the wild. Never catchable I, in the wild. I know it's not far-fetched, because you can catch that in yellow. Um, yeah. I think it's something like that, though. It's not Chansey. It's not Snorlax. Not Chansey, not Snorlax. Have you ever been able to catch a Mr. Mime? But uh, I guess it, it has a pre-evo now. Would Mr. Mime even count? Porygon. Oh, but no, it's single no, stage, catch... so it's not that. Well, you can also catch Porygon uh, on the uh, Oras Islands. Oh, crap. Okay. Um, huh, lick a tongue. Uh, I th- it's, ob- it's something you would get via trade. So what were the trade Pokemon? What were the then? trade ones? There was Farfetch, but we've, we've ruled that out because you can catch it in yellow. Yeah. You can catch Mime. Is this... This when can you catch when can you catch mime though? Is this like ever thatch? Ever like any ever. iteration? Yeah, you've never been able to catch this Pokemon in the wild. Fun fact. Okay, and I know you've seen Mr. Mime's walking behind you in Let's Go, so that doesn't count. So even something in Let's Go. I believe so. Uh, I'll double check then this question given to us answer. by Snag, but I'm pretty sure he's right. Uh, I don't think you're able to ever catch this Pokemon in the wild though. 
It's not the starters because you can catch those in somewhere. Yeah, you're not you're not able to uh, you're not able to catch this Pokemon anywhere. Anywhere. So you'd have to receive it. You'd have to you'd have to receive it. Yeah. You yeah. Wow. I'm very impressed by this actually. <laughs> you could technically catch it in Pal Park, but like that doesn't count, right? <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. That's important to note. Uh, Weird single stages. I, I'm thinking like Porygon Farfetched single stage, even though it's not gonna be. Um, but ah, this is so hard. What I'm is gonna, this? I'm gonna need an answer, or you're gonna have to use the hint. Uh huh. Let's just use the hint. Yeah. Uh, it is a uh one of its types is flying. Oh no. Um, and it's at the end. It would it's have near to the be. end of the Pokedex. You said non-mythical. Non-mythical. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I'm, that's not the right track. You can catch those in the wild. I am silly. Um, uh, not a ditto. Not an Eevee. My first thought was the birds, but... But you have to be able to catch those in the wild. Yeah, and they're they're roaming in other games, so... It's not Snorlax. It's not... Well, that's not flying. Um, what are the Gen 1 flyers? Not Dragonite, because that's not single stage. You could fly on this back of this Pokemon and let's go. <laughs> it's like the one of the three Pokemon you could fly on and let's go. Okay, so... Air- oh! Dragon's Aerodactyl! Aerodactyl! Oh, it's not one state? Okay, yeah. My TCG brain was getting the better of me. Aerodactyl. Oh, it's Aerodactyl. Oh, I feel... Oh, because you have to res it. Oh, I was thinking just trades. It's Aerodactyl. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Uh-oh. Aerodactyl is correct. Uh, so that gives you guys two points. All right, so our next question is a Pokedex entry question, as always. Um, and th- this this says it's Pokedex X. En- it's Pokemon X entry says peering into the crack on its back is said to steal one spirit. Shedinja, yeah, Shedinja is correct. Spoopy Halloween. Uh, all right, that's three for three. This next question is your bonus point. It's a, there's three answers, but I only need to give two. Okay. Three Pokemon evolution lines belong to the mushroom Pokemon category. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let the expert. I'll let the expert take this one. Amoongus, Paris, and Breloom. All three of those are correct. Uh, <laughs> and so that I mean that's two points for you guys. You guys are five for four right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sublime's gonna be so mad when he hears this episode. <laughs> uh, it is the Paris line, the Shrewish line, and the Fungus line. For those of you at home who couldn't follow Seth's enamored excitement, um, so I love mushrooms. I'm so happy. <laughs> uh, uh, so our next question is uh, is a base deck question, as always. And I want to know who is the fairy type with the lowest base defense stat? Okay. Huh. Defense. My, my thought immediately goes to babies. Uh, so possibilities for that include Azuril. Yeah. My uh, junior can't. No, oh, no, because it's. I think it's a fairy. Uh, yeah. Azuril. Is there any just stupid imbalance? No, 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 no. Gen 2 babies are the worst. And there are two of them. Cleffa and Igglybuff. Yeah. And Igglybuff would be more than Cleffa because it just has HP to counter its defenses being so low. And especially its physical defenses are just puny. I mean, I think Wigglytuff's physical defense is based like six seventy tops, something pathetic, and it's it's made up for by its stupid HP stat. Uh huh. More than uh, 
More than Clefairy, at least. Clefairy's got, you know, reasonable defenses. Clefairy's balanced, at least, a little bit. So, yeah, yeah Igly sounds like the best choice there. Can we think of anything else that's just crazy misbalanced? No Ultra Beasts or Fairy, so that's not anything. Uh, no, and not nothing like Cosmoam or, or late-gen strangeness. Yeah. Uh... Only other possibility I could think of is Ralts, but I don't think so. No, because Ralts has stats comparable to Abra, and those means yeah. it has at least like a like a twenty or a thirty in every stat. And mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think Avery Buff has has more. I don't think so either. I think we're safe going with that one then. Yeah, Igly Buff. Igly Buff is correct. Yay! Yeah. Igly Buff has a base defense stat of fifteen. Yuck. It is like it is like stupid low. What's its HP stat though? Do you know? Ninety. <laughs> oh oh my boy. gosh. Uh, Jigglypuff's base defense stat is twenty, uh, so it doesn't get much one of the falls. But its base HP is like one fifteen. Yeah. It's ew ew. Um, but yeah, that gives you guys six points today because you had to use the hint. But that's mm-hmm. a pretty sizable sum. That does change the ladder around pretty significantly because everybody's pretty close still. And so let's go ahead and sort this column on my handy dandy <laughs> uh, Excel spreadsheet. Notebook. <laughs> and so here we go. Uh, in first place, we have Sublime with 21 points. Tied for second, we have R Sigma and Seth Vilo with 15 points apiece. In fourth place, we have Linian with 13 points. In fifth, we okay. have Whimsicott with nine. In sixth, we have Dr. Shamu with eight. Tied for seventh, we have Jushiro and Basket with five, and Scrawn is bringing up the rear with in ninth with four. Ooh, Every, it's still pretty close though. Like it's it's one show away for like anybody to like catch up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good for them. All you have to do is be on the show, but keep it keep it coming. Whoever wins gets that uh, elusive twenty dollar credit to. Uh, blah, blah. And so there <laughs> we go. That is the end of that. Uh, we are gonna take a short break here, guys. And we are going to kick it on over to the topic. And I would like to thank this week Lemon Menlon 11 for leaving us an iTunes review. We really appreciate it. He says, I love Puckle. I'm super happy that I found this podcast and I love listening to receive more knowledge about Pokemon. I love what you guys do. Thank you, uh, Lemon Melon. Uh, but thank you for that. If you want to have your iTunes review read on the show, you can do that by going to iTunes or wherever you listen to us and dropping a review. We do read all of our reviews. We, we look at the feedback and we try to craft a better show for you guys because that's what this is about. It's about you. We don't make profit off of this. We just like doing it, having a good time, talking to you guys and just talking about Pokemon. So without further ado, though, we are going to kick gears and we're going to switch on over to the topic. And welcome to our topic. Our topic today is going to be honestly just all of the Swish stuff that dropped this week. There were like six or seven interviews that dropped this week and all of them slightly different. And we got a lot of information from it. And I want to break it down because uh, there was, again, more mistranslation issues that uh, and which is which is a problem. And uh, this release cycle, I mean, they're trying something different. I get it. But man, is it just not hitting like it's just like it's like a hit a strike. It's like a strike every time. You know what I mean? Like if, if this was for baseball. It's, it's just like Fallout 76 syndrome. Yeah. That's what it is. Every reveal just makes more people annoyed. Yeah, it's just... Ah. But they, that being they, said, there was a lot of cool, just minor information that was dropped at the yeah. same time as the mistranslation. Yeah, it, well, I mean, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of cool, like, really weird things that, mm-hmm. that are in this. And 
So I, I really like the interviews as well. At least the the English ones, like the people yeah. interviewing for the most part, like really pushed them and like brought up a lot of things. Like uh, I, I, I want to get this out of the way so that we can talk about all the good stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. But they, they brought up the national deck stuff with with uh, Masuda and Amori. And they they did respond saying like, yeah, we heard it, but we're still doing it. Pretty much the same thing we got back in June when everybody freaked out about it um, initially. They're just like, yeah, we just we really want to see what how people react to it before we make any decisions about it, which is a fair. That's a fair response. Um, I think I'm not saying that like they they have plans to do it, but they people are asking about the future of the franchise and how they're going to handle this non incomplete decks from generation to generation. And uh, I think it's just further confirmation that honestly they don't know either. Yeah, yeah, and they want to see how this is going to go as well. The the interesting thing that did come out of that that I do want to note is that pretty much every time that they brought up the the national decks, Masuda responded with "but Pokemon Home," uh, and then yeah. proceeded to tell us zero more details about it. And so that gives me a little bit of hope, but I know that Masuda also doesn't. I I think there's a slight disconnect between the fan base and the people at Game Freak, at least at least the Western fan base. Yeah, and, and Game Freak, I will say that uh, because he has in the past stated like we're not going to waste our time on doing a Battle Frontier because nobody would play that in in reference to like the Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, but. I, I'm not going to hold my breath for Pokemon Home, but he's trying to he's trying to make it sound like it's going to be the savior. <laughs> they might think it will. Uh, it might be. I mean, it could be depending on what they do with it. If they do it right, I mean, so so this isn't go, what's going to happen. But something like this would probably make it better for me because I understand that they want Pokemon Home to kind of just be like the hub for like the Pokemon experience because the Pokemon experience is. I, I will admit at this point in the franchise of Pokemon become more than just the main games. I mean, Pokemon Go is an obvious example of how it's outside of the main games now. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Pokemon Home attaches to that. And so it's becoming this hub for your Pokemon. And he says they're going to have a quote-unquote active role. So, like, this this is a very, I'm not a game developer, and I'm not good at surprising people like Pokemon has surprised me in the past. But in my perfect world, at least right now, you'd put a bat- full battle simulation simulator on uh or not simulator, but you put a battle experience on Pokemon Home as well as trading, where you can attach items to them and that you can go battle. Essentially, Pokemon Stadium, but instead of making it high res, you make it low res, right? And that that's what you do. You add that in, and you know what? My world's fine. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that my world is completely fine if you do that. I I will have zero problems. It will not stop me from trying to from paying for Pokemon Home. It will not stop me from buying other games because I understand what they're trying to push now is they want the Pokemon mainline games to be more of an adventure. And they, they've said as much too, right? They said there's like a huge story. Well, at least that it was comparable to to all yeah. of the other games that had come before. They, they certainly yes. didn't script. Yes. Well, I would, say, I would say from a story perspective, I was okay with Sun and Moon, other than like the being dragged from place to place. Yeah. I, I wasn't a friend of... Uh, friend, I wasn't a fan of <laughs> Rotom Dex and his little, hey, here's the flag that you need to go to next. Go do it. I'll get used to that. Yeah. Well, yes and no, because how they described it is uh, if you're like out for a while, there'll be reminder stuff yes. that shows up, but it's not like it's, I don't know if it's going to be you know, constantly sitting on your map, so to speak. The spirit yeah. of Groucho Marx isn't constantly reminding you, hey, save your game. Uh, I'm honestly okay with Rotom Dex just being gone. I'm fine with that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I understand like it's going to be a linear story. It's a Pokemon game. It, it is what it is. Like, that's what Pokemon is. I think there was, like, one time in Pokemon where it was just like, you can go left or right. And that was, like, Gen 4. 
and you could choose whether you're going to go take on Crasher Wake first or you're going to take on Maylene first. And like that was it. <laughs> While you're in the city for Maylene and had real no reason to go to yep. Astoria. Yep. So that that was the uh, that was the weirdest thing I think. But yeah, so it's going to be linear. But I, I heard there's going to be uh, at least enough story as comparable to what we t- typically use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy with that. I'm I'm happy with that. And so like I said, if Pokemon Home becomes like something like that, where it's actually a true hub, and it's not just like Pokemon Bank Plus, I'll be perfectly fine. I think that that's the that's the solution. Pokemon Go Bank. Uh, yeah, I just I mean they're trying to build it up as more than Pokemon Bank. Right. Exactly. I think in one of the interviews they did say as much. Like, hey, this is going to be like more than Pokemon Bank. And I mean, they've already confirmed trading, which is, I think, already awesome. more. I mean, that is an awesome in and of itself, I think. That's already more than Pokemon Bank. Let's hope there's more than just that. Yeah. Like, I will always have my phone with me so I can functionally always trade with someone who's a random, you know, oh, I found yeah. out that they like Pokemon too. My, well, my favorite thing. Um, so like, so like on the Discord. We always get people going, hey, I'm looking for XYZ Pokemon, and I would like to trade for it. And I'm always, like, not at my DS, right? Yeah. And and entering their friend code. But, like, to be able to be like, yeah, just shoot me your, like, connection number, aka friend code, and I'll send you whatever you need from my home. Yeah, I've got it on my phone. So even though I'm here at this concert. That's part of the reason I also went battling. I'm not going to lie. Because I want to be able to battle for my phone. Like, do true Pokemon battles for my phone. That that would be great for streaming, too. Dreams. Uh, <laughs> uh, what, I'm hoping it's not just, like, Dream World Plus. That's all I'm hoping. Oh, no. Don't say those words. That's what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about. The active role is just Dream World. But, okay, continuing. They, I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff um, that, they, that they confirmed. And they talked mm-hmm. about, they talked to, the, first of all, they confirmed there were like a thousand people that worked on this game, but like, don't think about it in like, oh man, there were a thousand people that couldn't do this. They're, they're talking about like everybody who like touched the game. Yeah. Were a thousand people. Like That's including translation staff and yes. other things. They're talking translation staff, PR people. The people at Creatures who are modeling the characters. Yeah. Everything. Which confuses me a little bit more, but that's, that's another topic for another day. And yeah, it, it's, it's just crazy. Uh, so it's just, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to to see what happens. I'm, there's plenty of stuff though. Like people have played the game as well for 90 minutes. That happened last week, not this week. Yeah, we we touched on it briefly. Yeah, we touched we touched our, on it briefly. So I mean, th- we we got a lot of information that's like secondhand that they're allowed to talk about. Um, but we yeah. we know we know a few new places. Like there's a uh, Motostoke City, which is the first major major city, and then Wedgehurst, which is your starting town. It, it's 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 interesting mm-hmm. it's interesting there, there's a lot going on um rare candies have been changed too which is yeah an interesting thing to talk about which is a weird thing to pick you know like if that's your your thing to change that's where you're gonna go with it you know uh i'm so the way that they changed it i like better because i, I so like so like just like a little thatch time during the uh during like playthroughs I'm always nervous to use rare candies because I go, is this the most efficient use right. of gaining experience? And so the way they change rare candies is that rare candies just don't award a level. They award a set amount of experience. Mm-hmm. And and it's a different amount of experience based on the size. And that's the perfect way to do it for me. It is. Because I never go, I never go. oh, this is a waste of this rare candy now. I get to go, okay, I'm going to get 500 experience anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It also lets them... Sc- 
it lets them do like quest rewards in a way, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, well, we can't just give them uh, 500 experience to all their Pokemon. That would be too much or whatever it is. Exactly. So they just give you a candy that lets yep. you apply it. And when you can't turn off EXP share, that that's actively a decision that you're making of who do I power up now. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I do want to state that because people have asked this before in the Discord if EXP share can be turned off. And I've seen this on YouTube comments and everywhere. And so, like, it has been confirmed you can't turn it off. And I want your hot takes on this because, like, I'm not a huge fan of this. I honestly think uh, less choice is rarely a good thing. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gunning for that. At the same time, I do not think that the game is worse or bad or too easy because EXP share exists. I would agree. I think the EXP share makes things less tedious, not necessarily easier. Because grinding to the same level across all of those Pokemon just takes time. It doesn't take mental ability or really anything other than time. Anything that can be reproduced just by spending hours, not brain power, isn't real difficulty. It's game padding. That's true. That's true. I'm just, I'm, I, I think Oraz is the only situation in which I go, we probably should be able to turn this off. Yeah. Because yeah. they didn't, they didn't rescale Oraz with that in mind. Like Kalos, I yeah. think was, I was, was made with that in mind. Agreed. I also like having the ability to switch team members in and out. Yes. The the thing that killed me, I turned off EXP share on my first run through uh, Moon just for a little bit. I was trying to even up some levels, but I left mm-hmm. it on for like, I left it off for uh, a good portion, like a, a monument or so, uh, or a trial, jeez, uh, or so. I was just underleveled and... Uh, I, I had not realized how much level, how much grinding that that exp share had replaced. Yeah. Oh no, it definitely replaces a lot. It, it definitely does. I I agree. And I mean, I think they, I think they've actually uh, done that as well. I mean, we've seen this not just in uh, these interviews, but also in like previous games, and they've talked about it at the treehouse in uh, back in June. But you can actually encounter high level Pokemon in the in the wild area like right off the bat. I think they have some kind of restriction on catching them though. Yeah. Yes, you cannot capture them. It says like it's too powerful yeah. for you to capture yeah. or something like that. Yeah, I do want that to be confirmed because people have mentioned that to me on the Discord and say, oh, well, you can just like catch a level 40 right away. And it's like, no, you can't because they won't let you do it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like a gym badge thing and make gym badges matter again. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> because like we always had like that, oh, Pokemon up to level 30 will obey you. But now it could be like Pokemon up to level 30, you're catchable now, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a really cool way to handle it. I, I am excited to see that. Though. I, I The wild area sounds interesting, and I'm very excited to see that and how that plays out, because it's kind of like their foray into being like, we still want a linear story, but here's your yeah. open world you've asked for. And it, it's interesting. It reminds me of Xenoblade games, if you've ever played those. I have not. I've been meaning to. Yeah, me too. They, they have this thing where in the first, in, in every zone, there are just a couple of enemies that are like, end game bonus bosses that you do not have to fight but they're in every zone including the first couple so it's totally possible that you're running around level two or three just having fun all of a sudden this level 80 guy shows up changes the music one shots and golf clubs your body halfway across the map yikes (laughs) and i feel like we're gonna get that (laughs) just just a little bit and It'll turn I'm okay Pokemon with into a stealth game. I am too. I think that's a good thing. That's a fun experience. And when you come back and fight it and win, that feels good. Yeah. I, I'm I can't really okay. I to be genuinely afraid of the Machoke running directly at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I feel like that's a, a reasonable reaction to like an eight foot <laughs> muscle man. Yeah, I I'm very excited for these games. I like. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for these games and see what they have because like everything, everything but the national decks been like, bam on the spot. I'm excited yeah. and like uh, raids everything. And so like I'm trying to let that go as much as I possibly can and just play because everything sounds good. And you know maybe they do something to make me feel better. <laughs> maybe they pat me on the back. Speaking of raids and feeling better, there was one cool little tidbit that was confirmed yeah. in, I think, these interviews, that, okay, you're in a raid, and Thatch, you picked the wrong Pokemon, it's out. You're knocked out. Yeah. You can still contribute to that fight by cheering on your team. Oh, that was confirmed, like, back at E3. Was it? Yeah. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I I must have missed that then, but you could, it does things like restore HP, which yeah. is so co- You're still part of the fight. It's so cool. <laughs> strategic losing so yeah i'm ex- I, dude raids raids are legit too man raids are so exciting uh, i'm very excited um they did confirm there's no item required for dynamax which is scary yep. um that is that is personally scary the other thing that was confirmed was that you can see a gigantic ma- G- uh, gigantamax pokemon in a raid before you do the raid yeah yeah uh, which is really really nice thank goodness i so i'm very excited to- yeah. You don't have to catch 15 Butterfree hoping that this one's going to be able to Gigantamax. Yeah. You can just see it from the get-go. Well, I imagine Pokemon that can Gigantamax can't Dynamax. That's no, my thought. No, I, that's no, that isn't correct. Oh, yeah. oh, what do you, oh, no, I, I see what know. you mean. No, no, I'm I'm imagining if you have a Pokemon that has the Gigantamax ability, like it can Most become likely, Gigantamax yeah. Butterfree, it can't yes. become a Dynamax Butterfree. Yeah, probably. That's uh, what I'm saying. Probably. Especially if no if no item is required, that's what I'm yeah, expecting. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah. it's going to be like a Charizard Y, Charizard Z situation. Yeah. Yes. No, I think you're, you're, you're probably correct there. Uh, or Charizard X and Charizard Y. <laughs> My bad. I gotcha. <laughs> no, because uh, we, we do have Charizard Z. I mean Gigantamax Charizard. I mean Charizard number four. Um, <laughs> too many Charizard. Uh, they, they confirmed there's no direct integration to go, which is fine because Pokemon Home is the answer to that now. Uh, uh-huh. I, I think Pokemon Let's Go was just like a really odd game because they did say in those interviews that they did not plan. They do not have any Let's Go games in the works right now or they weren't planning on any is yeah. more accurately what they said, which so I think no Thatch and Scrawn version. Sorry, folks. No Thatch and Scrawn version. But I also think that Let's Go, I'm going to I'm going to be like this is my hot take on Let's Go. People can disagree with me and that's OK. Uh, but my hot take on Let's Go is it was popping Nintendo breathing down their neck saying, hey, we need a game out this year. And they were going, okay, well, we were going to test Kanto anyway to try to work on 3D graphics. And then they did. And then they just threw mm-hmm. the game out. Because, I mean, th- there's several things about Let's Go. Uh, not only that, but also the uh, the sales numbers weren't great Yeah. for Let's Go. If we want to be completely honest, um, Pokemon Let's Go pulled a Pokemon Masters. And I don't think people <laughs> realize it. No, it's, it's absolutely true, though. Yeah. Uh, because they, it's, Pokemon games usually take about about six to months to a year before they like really slow down their sales you'll typically get like eight million copies sold at launch and then another eight million will get sold over the lifetime of the game something like that 10 10 million yeah. maybe six million something like that some kind of ratio like that and so with let's go uh for all of you at home in november like pretty much within a month let's go sold 10 million copies sounds great 10 million copies is a lot of copies but then in June, they reported their latest numbers, and we should be getting the numbers here actually later this week for Nintendo. And in June, they reported their numbers, and Let's Go had only sold 10.9 million copies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six months later. 
So like it pretty much stopped. I've never seen a Pokemon game available on Amazon for under its its original retail price. Yeah, they had like half off sales for for some for Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think honestly that that's uh, slightly scary to somebody at Game Freak mm-hmm. or the Pokemon Company because that that is d- concerning. And uh, so just saying, like they do watch the sales numbers, even if they are spectacular. They they know what makes a bad game and what makes a good game. <laughs> Yeah. One thing, though, that's really interesting is they did confirm that Let's Go did influence part of Sword and Shield. Oh, yeah, it did. Um, Yeah. They saw the reception of Pokemon in the overworld in their interviews. They said this and they went back into Sword and Shield and added that in because people liked it in Let's Go so much. Mm -hmm. I think it also adds a whole lot to the wild area, too. So I'm glad that they made that decision. I don't know. I don't know that they 100 percent did it from the interviews from what I read. Um, they, They didn't like go and make uh overworld pokemon like 100 percent. they said they added it in more they they increased okay. the number of overworld pokemon, which makes it. me think they i think the original i think the original intention for sword and shield was the wild areas where you have like the let's go type play with the pokemon in the overworld and the everywhere else was oh, going to be yeah. wild encounters and now you actually have it outside of the wild area too yeah that makes sense yeah so i think that's that's what happened so the pokemon outside of the wild area are probably due to um are probably due to let's go mm-hmm and they they also confirmed one thing, making a adapted reappearance uh, from Let's Go, uh, that being the ability to bring your PC box wherever you go. They've stated that there will be limited; the player will have limited access to their PC, even outside of a, a center and just kind of wherever they are. It might be like a box or something. Yeah. Like instead of um, all of your boxes, or, like here's two boxes that can be accessed readily or something. Or maybe just deposit, not withdraw, or something mm. like that. Or even just the ability to like look and check if you got what you wanted. Because I don't know how many times it's like, well, I've caught like five Meryl. Let's see if uh, one of these has huge power. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe, yeah. That can just be annoying if there's not yeah, an easy yeah. way to check that summary. And let's see. I don't know. I don't want to go too much farther because, like, we, we, I mean, there's some good stuff in here. Uh, one I, I think we really should mention, uh, the Move Relearner, Move, uh, yes, the yes. Name Reader, what was it? It was the Relearner, Deleter. Relearner, Renamer, and Deleter. Yep. Yeah. They are, they are in every Pokemon Center from the beginning. And they do not require heart scales. Yes. Death Yay. of heart scales. Another thing that I think we should mention, just because we mentioned mistranslations at the beginning. Yes. There was, there was one post Yay. thing, one thing on twitter from famitsu that's kind of very badly mistranslated yes (laughs) it mentions in their impressions of sword and shield that there's a large amount of new pokemon in the game much larger than previous generations so you know i saw that at first and thought oh shoot they have more than 156 pokemon in here that's that's a bad translation (laughs) that is a bad translation that's an awful translation what it was meant to be was something else like it it was that the there was a large amount of uh, they had more unrevealed information more than before so that there there were more pokemon in the game uh than in other ones that hadn't been shown yes yes that, that's what they were talking about. They're not saying there's 157 plus new Pokemon. That's not what they're saying at all. I like that part of the marketing for the marketing team has been about how they're marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I'm a fan of that. It's just like, hey, guys, look how look how much we didn't talk about. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a weird thing for them to come out and actually say, which is right? what they did. They, they've said that the reason they're not revealing things is so people are surprised. When which they is play fair. The game. That's fair. Yeah. And it's I'm OK odd. with that. 
I'm okay with that. I, I just I just want like a little bit more though. I don't feel like I feel like the the balance is giving me a good feel for your game while at the same time while at the same time keeping stuff close to your chest. And I don't think they've yeah. given me a good feel for the game this time around. Like I I, I don't think I said that in the, in on on the show. I think I said it in between segments, but between Gen 6, Gen 7 and Gen 8 release cycles, I I think uh Gen 7 was too much, Gen 8 hasn't been enough and Gen 6 was just right. Mhm. Because Goldilocks. I mean, I'm going to be completely honest. Gen six mm-hmm. uh, showed us the by this time showed us the mid stage starter evolutions, which I think is really big and really nice. I think I think that's something that needs to be, like that's got to be a requirement for selling a Pokemon game. Like it just needs to because people want to know which starter to pick. I say that and I it's not happening. And I, I still I'm stand by I still stand by my opinion that that's something that needs to be required. <laughs> if you want people to be excited for your game and that's probably what they'll do i i imagine that might be something that happens in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. uh i'm i maybe. i mean yeah maybe i don't know what they're doing anymore i don't think they know don't what they're know. doing anymore only rule is there's no rule yeah exactly so i i'm just i'm very i'm very uh meh about it i don't know Ooh, let's I'm see looking at something else on this list too there's another couple things go through those and that's probably where we'll wrap it up Sounds yeah. good. Number one, Dexnav is back. You can see all the possible yes! Pokemon in an area. Yes! With something like the Wild Area, this is mandatory. I don't want to feel... Especially if I don't know all the new Pokemon. Yeah, and it'll probably change with the weather. Well, what makes it worse is especially especially if I don't know all of the Pokemon that are in the game. That, like, I yeah, can, exactly. I, I can yeah, get... That's, that's, that, that, that's the I worst said. part right now, because, like, I what I'm really scared of is, like, I put it down and I forget to finish the Pokedex... And I and like home comes out and I want to play again. Right. And then I try to transfer stuff over. And that's how I find out things aren't in the game. That's going to be the most disappointing part mm-hmm. that like I'm going to I'm just going to be 100 percent legit. If that's how I find out something's not in the game, that's where I'm going to be sad. Also, their Twitter better be ready for the people who didn't watch E3 and didn't know about Dexit. <laughs> oh, boy. Or the people who claim they didn't watch E3 and didn't know about Dexit. Yep. Yeah. Next thing, real quick, bottle caps are back, so yep. we can still alter oh, IVs. right, and then uh, they talked more about how they're changing natures. Exactly. That's what I was going to go into next, is that they, they clarified that, and they basically confirmed that that is what we were thinking. Mm-hmm. So, the nature will stay the same. Your timid Garchomp will still be a timid Garchomp. However... It'll have the stat boost for a different... <laughs> you can change how those are allocated. You can change the plus 10, minus 10%. So it will be a timid Garchomp, but it will stat-wise act like it's a jolly Garchomp. That's that's so overly complicated. <laughs> I think it's because they didn't want to have you go, you just brainwashed this. Uh... Exactly. No, no, that's... I understand. I understand. Yeah. I just feel like it's just overly like with the bottle caps. I'd never understand. I, I understand for hidden power reasons why they did bottle caps the way they did, but this mm-hmm. one's just kind of like man. Well, it's also to keep. Well, it's also so that uh, breeding still gives you. A, yes. it, it gives a reason for it to exist because oh, you don't, you can't get a sick, you can't bottle cap a ditto and then have a perfect, you know, exactly, exactly breeding thing. Yeah. I'm personally excited to make my Pokemon natures actually match what the Pokemon's personality is. Like, mm. that's exciting to me. <laughs> Maybe I'm stupid, but I don't feel That would like... be kind of cool, because then, then like, uh, it, it's really cool from a, uh, like, sharing a team perspective. 
Mm-hmm. Right. Because if you were to like just screenshot a team and send it like it's less information, I guess. Granted, they'll yeah. probably still like make the stats blue and red that like are getting they boosted. Yeah. And, and not boosted. And they need to flip those colors around. So I stop getting confused <laughs> because the red being the one that's boosted. It doesn't make sense in my head. Red's bad. Blue. Good. Red. Hot. Blue. Cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that's guys. How I have to think of it. God, <laughs> God, it's so confusing. Change the colors. I'm tired of my high dragons being timid. I want bold, aggressive high dragons, not timid ones. So I'm excited. But Sundere high dragon. I want all of my Pokemon to be docile. <laughs> all I guess I'm like fighting you or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, I just want them to be docile. I want them all. T- We're not warriors at heart, but we must defend the homeland. Oh my. <laughs> You want you want Minutemen Pokemon is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm also excited to make all my breed checks good. That's true. Breed checks aren't really a thing anymore, right? Like, I mean, it's depending on how rare battle caps are. Battle caps battle caps were hard to get in Sun and Moon, granted. And they also took grinding to level 100. <laughs> yeah, so like depending on that, like it's still easier to breed. Yeah, mm-hmm. in some cases, like it's still probably faster for some people to do that. But if you're one of those people that doesn't want to deal with breeding and figuring out how it works, this is a good this is a good alternative. But you can make anything good, and that's what's so exciting. That is like, exciting. I haven't that is exciting. I, because I do competitive, I haven't been able to get a personal attachment to any of the Pokemon I've raised. I agree with you. Like I agree with you. For a long time. I know this is this is really exciting from somebody who wants to take like a Pokemon they ran through like the actual game with. Yeah, and use I it. can make it good. I can mm-hmm. make it as long as I can change the ability and hidden ability isn't something like that or something yep. weird. I can make any Pokemon I touch good. I'm excited for that. That's exciting. I am excited mm. for that. Uh, good times all around. On that note, I, um, I think we'll end it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it, it's very exciting. I mean, I'm sure next week they'll drop something else for us to like munch on. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So that is going to be it for the topic, guys. We are going to take a short break and we'll be right back at you with uh, the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip-flop. Well, school's coming up, kids. If you want some cool new swag for, I don't know, back to school season, you can go over to the Puckle Tea Public Store and you can go and grab any kind of designs, whether it just be the Puckle logo so you can represent uh, me and the company that all these people are working for. Or maybe you just want something cool like a Pokemon like Dragonite Kanji shirt. It's fantastic. We got everything over there. If not, maybe you want a throw pillow to throw in your apartment if you're going to college. Just some cool artwork to put on your wall. You can just go grab some of the Puckle staff uh, pictures that Basket put up. They're great. Uh, I suggest it. Everything you can buy there helps us out in any single way that you can possibly do it. Uh, It's a great way to support the show and get something in return. So please go do it. And I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Pokemon of the episode. And welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. The Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 34, Nidoking, the Poison Pin Pokemon. It's Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum Pokedex entries sponsored by Jushiro State. One swing of its mighty tail can snap a telephone pole as if it were a matchstick. Not to be confused with Breloom. Not what? How would you confuse that with Breloom? When he did the Pokedex entry centuries ago, he was convinced that that Dex entry specifically was for Breloom. It is not. It is for our boy. <laughs> no. Why would that be Breloom? 
Why is Breloom knocking down telephone poles? We don't. Did you Shiro? All right, but this we Nidoking's King's a good Pokemon. I'm not mad about him. Base 85 speed. Uh, he's got a decent special attack, which is what people use him for, and not his attack, which is mm-hmm. surprising if you think about it. But mm-hmm. it also get, he gets the ability Sheer Force, which is also very good. Um, Sheer Force is like one of those ability that if a Pokemon gets it, it probably makes it good, depending on its move pool. Yeah. Like Pukimuku probably wouldn't be good with Sheer Force, but Pukimuku is also Pukimuku. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, this it, being a Gen 1 thing, it gets all the TMs. Yeah, and it gets like all of the, it gets like every single special move you could ever want. Yeah, and and all of them have spe- secondary yes. effects, so Sheer Force gets to benefit from it. It's fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's why in this case we're running a timid two fifty two special attack, two fifty two speed Nido King, because it outruns all the things that it needs to outrun, uh, which are Heatran, and and yeah. s- and some uh, some other things, but mostly Heatran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and this is running Earth Power, Sludge Wave, Ice Beam, and Flamethrower. All of those take. Uh, the advantage of sheer force and on top of that so it's like what it's an additional like 30 33 percent or 30 percent i think so like i that. believe so Power yeah base. it's uh, roughly yeah. a third added it, on it's close force. to a third uh and then on top of that life orb so another 10 percent on top of that and sheer force uh 30%. the way the way sheer force activates it's uh it doesn't take damage from life orb just fun fact for those of you who don't understand sheer force um yep. so life orb is just like free on nido king Yep, so it's 30% from the Shear Force, 30% from the Life Orb, and it it's basically functioning off of, instead of the 85 special attack, it's similar to about 125, 130 special attack. Yep, which is almost the strength of something like Fire Blast. Yep, like, it's it, Zapdos, basically. Mm-hmm. It's Zapdos firing off moves instead of Nido King. Yep, that's where you're at, and that's fantastic. It's, it's like almost free stab. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's fantastic, and you're just like, man, I have a Nido King, but it doesn't go that fast, and so you put fast Pokemons on it, <laughs> like Greninja, and then you run standard Greninja because that's how you win games now. An OU team with Greninja, call the. If press. you play an OU, you gotta you gotta have a Greninja or or a Heatran or a Lando or a Magearna or all of them, and so so in Greninja with choice specs. Uh, Battle Bond, because that's the good one, uh, with four defense, 252 special attack, 252 speed, timid, dark pulse, hydro pump, water shuriken, and spikes. Granted, it's been a really long time since we've done an OU team. I just realized that. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I, all of this, I'm like, oh, I know what this all does. This is normal stuff. This isn't me yeah. thinking about, oh man, we're Scizor. And <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to check what these EVs do. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm just like, man, I know this. I know these stats. <laughs> yeah. Greninja really appreciates Nido King too because it does. Nido King has this tendency to just shatter through defensive cores. Yeah, it does. Especially things that resist Greninja. So. Especially right now, because if people have been watching the OU meta, especially as of late, it's been shifting to a more stall and balance based meta, and hyper offense has kind of been losing ground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And especially stall. Stall has become very prevalent, especially in the past year. Mm-hmm. Pretty much ever since Zygarde went. I apologize. It's it's your fault for banning Zygarde. Um and and so because Zy- ever since Zygarde left, um, it's been a real, it's become real stally. And Needle King actually tears through a lot of very common stall cores. Like a lot of them. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, c- keep it going. Keep us going. Tell us more. Tell me more. Tell you me bet. more. I'll take the next two. In, and so what, what Needle King's problem is, is that it's really cool. It's really good, but it's fragile and it's hard to get in. 
So, you need pivots, and to pivot, what's better than Volt Turn? We start with Tornadus Therian. It's the pivot set, which has a rocky helmet, obviously regenerator, 252 HP, 4 special attack, 252 speed, just gotta go fast, and it's got a timid nature, cause see above, and it's got hurricane, knockoff, defog, and U-turn, and that's the first of our pivots. Running around at the speed of sound. No place mm-hmm. to go. Knockoff <laughs> is fantastic to just bop things. Uh, Hurricane is for damage. Defog is because spikes suck for Nido King. We need an official Puckle cover of that song. <laughs> we'll do it. We need it. It needs to happen. Next PuckleCon recording session. Here we go. There we uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> it's next up is Rotom Wash, which is the second. It's the Volt of our Volt Turn Core. It's got leftovers with Levitate, obviously. 252 HP, 200 defense, 56 speed. 56 speed is to outrun things around the 200 speed benchmark like Mawile. It's got a bold nature to max out that defense. And Hydro Pump, Volt Switch, Will-O-Wisp, and Pain Split. Yeah, standard defensive Rotom for the win. Mm -hmm. I forget what that 56 is trying to outspeed, but it does. It needs it. Yeah, Mawile, Venusaur, things around 200. Sometimes slow Crawdont as well, but meh. It's Crawdont, let's be honest. Yeah. You could, if you really wanted to, uh, switch the team up a bit and make this Electrium Z offensive Rotom. Uh, that's up to you. But No, you can't do it because Heatran's there. I, I said yeah. switch up the team, but go ahead, Linian. Best Heatran. Tell us why we can't. <laughs> well, because we're using best Heatran, offensive Heatran, uh, running around with a 252 special attack, 4 special defense, and 252 speed. Uh, running that timid nature. Um, it's got Magma Storm for all of your trapping and fire stab needs. Uh, gotta stop those switches anywhere that you can. Uh, got uh, Solar Beam. Uh, we're running Grassium Z, so you're never going to spend a turn charging it up. Uh, and you're gonna be blasting with Earth Power to eat those nasty Toxapex. And uh, Stealth Rock for uh, if you can call the switch, or if you uh, you have a turn where you can you can do that, you can get those rocks up. I've become more of a fan lately of like mid game rocks. I'm not gonna lie, mm-hmm. mid game mm-hmm. rocks make me happy. They do. And this Heatran being timid is a big thing right now. A lot of things are benchmarking to outrun modest Heatran because that's arguably more of an offensive threat, but. Mm-hmm. Because of that, you can now outspeed a lot of things like special defensive sword stance Gliscor, which runs, which mm-hmm. benchmarks to outrun timid. You can outrun Feeny and trap it with Storm and Solar Beam it because they EV to outrun modest, not timid. You can take a lot of things off guard with this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And never underestimate how effective a trap can be, particularly if you're dealing with something like Pex that's going to try to use its regenerator to, to pick anything back. So you lock that thing in place, it can't run, and it's just going to take an Earth Power and probably die. Um, that's that's good momentum to have. Uh, rounding out the team is uh, Tapu Bulu, running with a Choice Band. We've got 84 HP, 248 attack, and 176 speed. I have no idea what this is benched for. That's pretty standard, actually, I think. The yeah. HP allows it to avoid two-hit KOs from mm-hmm. Ashgren. Um, mm, after Stealth it. Rock, before it transforms, though, and the speed gets the jump on Tyranitar and Crawdon. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And then the rest is in attack. Yep. All right. That's what it is. Yeah, and we're running around with Wood Hammer for your big stab body drop. We've got Horn Leech to help pick up some uh, damage, to pick up some health that you lost. Uh, and then we've got, finishing it out, Stone Edge. 
Because, of course, coverage is nice. Yeah. You'll never guess its ability, though. Yeah. Could you imagine if Tapu Bulu ever got play rough, how good he'd be one day? Oh my gosh. I mean, even then, Woodhammer and Hornleech with Choice Band and Grassy Surge and Max Attack. Mm -hmm. Holy moly. That hits through resists. That's bonkers. Mm -hmm. And it takes less damage from Earthquake and helps out Nidoking and Heatran in that regard. Mm -hmm. Exciting. Never underestimate having Earthquake damage. Um, Also... Your enemy is going to forget anyway, so you'll yeah. be surprised to them too. Mm-hmm. Yes, siree. Uh, all right, then. Uh, let's, uh, that, that's a good place to stop, actually. If you want a shiny Nidoking, I promise to catch up, hopefully before Sword and Shield come out. And uh, we'll, we'll get that out to you at Patreon, at patreon.com slash podcast. If you're at the $5 tier or higher, you can get access to those. We are going to be launching a few more of those. I'm going to try to, I'm probably going to speed it up and we're going to try to do like one a day. So if you really want in, you got to pay attention and really catch up with uh, those Patreon giveaways. So I'm just giving you a heads up. We're going to try to do one a day. Get ready for it. It's going to be awesome. All right. So with that, without further ado, though, we are going to cut it off right here and we're going to switch, switch the, uh, switch the talk to the mailbag. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the energy drink Green Taurus, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves. And as always, we get the Green Taurus badge if we remember. And so we, if you're new to the show, this is the part of the show where we read listener emails, whether, uh, so you can just send them into our email at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. We do typically have an email prompt that you guys can respond to. And man, did you guys like the last one? Wow. Because <laughs> um, yeah. like we typically only get like maybe like five emails a week, which is surprising considering the number of people that listen to the show. Um, and we used to also get way more emails. Like we used to get this number of emails like on a weekly basis and we used to read them all. And there's a reason we don't read them all anymore because it's just very exhausting. Also it prevents us from talking about it, uh, which is sad. But uh, last week we asked you guys uh, what you thought about the new Gigantamax forms, uh, the new the all Gen 1 ones, if you were tired of Gen 1 getting the hype. And man, did you all have opinions. Um, so <laughs> I apologize in advance if we don't get to your email, because like we had so many people write in that typically don't write in emails. And I wish I could read all of them, but there's physically no way I can do it without wanting to like literally fall asleep at my desk while we're doing it. There's, there's too much to sift. There's, there's so much to go through. So if your email's not read on the show, I do promise you that it will be posted on the unread emails uh, segment of the discord for everybody in the community to read and peruse because i think you all had very good ideas so without further ado i want to get to this first email from creona hey buckle crew i've been listening to the podcast for a while now particularly since the news of the national decks divided the fandom i was really happy that you had fairly balanced opinions and most of all weren't insulting to people who were upset about the national decks or to the people who weren't upset i like the fact that even when things didn't look great you seemed balanced and positive with that said, I'm going to be negative now. <laughs> <laughs> I've known about Pokemon since Gen 1, but my first game, besides that one time I restarted or saved over my friend's yellow save file when I was like five, please forgive me, I still hate myself ooh, for that, was ooh. Crystal. Monster. To me, Kanto doesn't seem to have much design flavor in itself, being a generic background to the Pokemon world. 
I always struggle to make teams of Pokemon that I find interesting when I'm playing Kanto games. And while I normally love Pokemon music, I really do not enjoy it in Kanto. I prefer uh, prefer the more towards or prefer the move towards jazz that music uh, from two to seven have had. Despite that, I don't actually think Kanto is bad. It's just that to me, Kanto works best as a background, kind of like a course in a card game. It's kind of like the vanilla ice cream he's saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, you're going to have Zubat and Nottish around. That's cool. But don't make them the main focus. The time that this was most obviously a problem to me was when I realized that every single Alolan form was a Kanto Pokemon. Well, that was because it was the 25th anniversary uh, or the 20th anniversary. So like that makes sense to me. To the point that an NPC in Sun and Moon points it, points out that it's so weird that Pseudo-Wudo doesn't have an Alolan form, making it a pretty bad mimic for the region. I know that the Pokemon company is going to lean on Kanto a lot, and it doesn't surprise me, but it still annoys me. The fact that the focus on Kanto isn't just about focusing on Kanto, it's also taking away the focus from other generations in particular. I feel like every generation from 5 onwards has been shafted, because 5 feels like the cause of the Kanto pandering, the backlash from the Pokedex being all new. Uh, I feel like I feel like they think that for the wrong reasons, to be fair, though. Uh, and since then, generations six and seven have had to share the spotlight with Kanto Pokemon. I still can't believe that no five or generation five or six Pokemon got Megas besides Audino and Deonsi. For Gen five. Yeah, this was annoying. But honestly, yes. it's just so sad for Gen six, its own generation. At least Gen eight Pokemon will be getting uh, Gigantamax forms. I like to play with all native Pokemon in my teams for each generation, which meant that when I played X, I never got to Mega Evolve anything. In terms of the reveal schedule, I agree there isn't enough payoff for the buildup. I've felt really disappointed almost after almost all the trailers, not because I didn't like what was revealed, but because I'd expected more. This is my own fault, though the amount of hype on the internet prior to some of them has been some of the less impressive reveals has been crazy. You are not wrong. He is not wrong. My favorite reveal probably was camping and curry, and that's because literally my first thought upon playing Nintendogs was, I want to play this, but with Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And every day we get closer to that ideal world. I would also like to see more Pokemon, because I'm one of those people who likes to meticulously plan their team before a game, and at the moment, I don't know what I'll be using besides Sobble and Roly Coley. I'm I'm actually in the same boat, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, but I won't be able to get the game until like a month after release, so I'll, I'll be able to do that anyway. The reviews for this the first doesn't affect you at all, my friend. <laughs> this guy, this guy, does he want to join Puckle? Uh, <laughs> he is a very level-headed individual. Uh, <laughs> um, the reviews for the first ninety minutes have made me feel better about everything, though. From what I've heard, the game sounds like it'll be really good and full of stuff that hasn't been revealed yet. I know some people say the wild area looks very empty, but as someone who lives in the UK, it looks so much like the Peak District, including the, including an emptiness. I just hope we get a decent number of new Pokemon, and especially hope that we get more than ju- than one bug line. The lack yeah. of a bug type reveal has me anxious that we're going to end up with a repeat of Gen Six. Anyway, I think I've rambled long enough, Creona. Uh, yeah, Creona, you should come to the Discord and hang out. <laughs> yeah. All of these thoughts are exactly, like, where I feel. Uh, yeah. What, what a good summary of how we all yeah. feel. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this next one is from, uh, Retro Typhlosion, and I think you've got that one, Linian. Yes, I do. Uh, hi. Oh, hey, Puckle, it's Retro Typhlosion, and it's been a while since I last wrote in. How have you all been? Well, good. that's what we have at the top dead. of the episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we did what talk about this like an hour ago. Get get on our level. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> what do I think about the new Gigantamax forms? 
Uh, I'll be honest, I don't think they're good at all. Look, I want to give Gen 8 designs a chance. Pokemon like Wooloo, Corviknight, and Galarian Ponyta look great in my opinion, but there are some things about the Gigantamax forms I just dislike. My least favorite part has to be the status conditions inflicted with G-moves. For example, Pikachu's G-Max move paralyzes everything on the field. As a competitive player, that sounds way over too overpowered. You haven't played competitive. Like, Stoked Spark Sur- Surfer always paralyzed. Never saw use because Lowland Raichu wasn't good enough to use the slot. Exactly. None of these Pokemon have... And they, they lose other riders by using these. It's... Who's going to use Pikachu competitively? <laughs> Me. Paralysis is used to slow down your opponents and is a great strategy for taking a quick Pokemon. But paralyzing all opponents on the field and doing damage, that's too much the way I see it. Yeah, paralyzing opponents and doing damage? God forbid they ever make a move like that, like Nuzzle. <laughs> but this is a lot of damage. I, this, that's the difference. Yes. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Flex tape can't fix that. 100% <laughs> accurate zap cannon is probably a better better phrase. Yeah, as for Gen, better. As for Gen 1 love, I can't be too mad. However, all of the love on Charizard does feel a little unfair. As a Typhlosion lover, I can't help but feel my favorite Pokemon has been forgotten. I just wish Game Freak would at least acknowledge something beyond Gen 1, even if their designs are great. And in case the Fluffiest is listening... I would wish we would never acknowledge Chikorita. Yes, please. Unfortunately, it looks like my speculations will remain the way they are. Speculations. I probably won't be buying Swish right when it comes out, because money can be stupid. But you guys will keep me informed. Thanks for reading my email. I love your podcast. Keep it up. Retro Typhlosion. P.S. The fluffiest swims caught my Chikorita jokes are all in good humor. No hard feelings. Senpai. Chikorita is the worst starter, though. Like, hu- it like, is, just factually. Objectively. Objectively. It is among the worst. the worst Pokemon, in my opinion. Okay, let's reel it back. Um, okay. Reel it back. <laughs> no. Pukumuku <laughs> exists. Uh. That's true. <laughs> All right. Well, we got time for one more. I think, I think we'll uh, jump into this next one from, uh, I don't know what they call them. Ethan. Ethan. Yeah. I'll take that one. So, hey y'all, so I want to bring partially a TCG perspective to this as someone who is casually into the card game competitively but is a big collector. Gen 1 pandering has been prevalent especially in tag team sets. Not to say that your uh not to say that your big hitters Charizard, Mewtwo, Pikachu, etc aren't important, but all the catering turned Pikachu into a Gigantamax Chungus mouse. Anyway, I just feel like the TCG missed so many tag team opportunities. Not one tag team included Ho-Oh, Lugia, Kyogre Groudon, Rayquaza, Regis, Metagross, Gen 4, Xerneas, Evolsal, or Zygarde. I know you can't do everything under the sun, but because of Gen 1 pandering, so many incredible combos were left out. And considering, um... Arita, the person who did, did the art, did, did the tag team art, we missed out on what could have been some beautiful prints. Dude, that, that said, that is a lot of missed yeah, opportunities. Like when he was, is. when I read this initially and he like listed that all out, I'm like, man, I didn't know I wanted some of these things. Right? Until, until he said it. <laughs> that would have been so cool. Could you imagine Hello Lugia tag team colorless? That would be fun. That Wouldn't would be that be bonkers. so cool? I mean, there is the, it has to be how it would have to be mill. It would have to destroy the tower that is their deck. <laughs> Burn it down. Uh, <laughs> there is the Arceus Dialgapalkia that came out with this one. That one's great. That's true. That's true. Anyway, 
With that said, I'm a big advocate on knowing about most of the game in advance. No, I don't need you to give me all the plot twists, like the fact that Professor Sycamore probably marries our mom in the post-game, but we never <laughs> got. But I'll be darned if I go into this game and pick Score Bunny just to find out that it's a bipedal f- firefighting type. I just find myself not as, as excited as I think I could be if there was a steady release cycle with content that wasn't overwhelming, but wasn't as dry as the story of Pokemon Masters. But I'm just... Oh, rip. <laughs> Anyway, don't call I, the reveal cycle out that hard, man. I mean, I don't even like it. Dang. Yeah. This is so brutal. This is brutal. That was Anyways, brutal. I think really if they could have maybe rotated drops, like week one and three of the month give us a new design and week two and four give us a Galarian form. I know that might be far-fetched to expect of them. <laughs> but mm. sir, I tell you what I want in my content. Thatch. I agree that the new Quattrozard is probably the coolest design. I like Quattrozard. I like that I term. like Quat. I like that I term a lot. <laughs> it has a fierce look to it, and its massive stature contributes to that well. Maybe they should make a Jon Snow Pokemon to serve as a hard counter. Lastly, <laughs> I enjoy pretty much all of the Gigantamax Gen 1 Pokemon. I'm just going to be severely disappointed when not only 50% of Gigantamax Pokemon are Gen 1, but 50% of the decks is missing. Best... Ethan. Wow. <laughs> that wow. was brutal. That Tell was... us what you really think, Ethan. Wow. Well, I mean, I mean I'm not going to disagree with him, but no. like wow. <laughs> he's not wrong. He wow. shouldn't say it, but he's not wrong. How wow. could you say something so bold yet so true? <laughs> Uh, actually, I think we have time for, I want to do, I want to, let's try to hit one more and then, and then we'll call it a day today. Uh, this is going to be a nice long show for everybody. <laughs> uh, this last one is from Atomic. Hey, Puckle Crew, Atomic here. Love the show and hope all is well. As for the question for the last episode, I want to share my opinion on the release cycle. For context, I have been a Pokemon fan since the release of Red and Blue through to the present day. This is like a, what a lot of people have been starting with. I feel like yeah. I feel like a lot of people feel very personally attacked. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It would be untrue to say that I don't have nostalgia for Generation 1. There will always be something magical about where it all started. That being said, I also have great nostalgia for all generations. My favorite Pokemon, Shuckle, is from Gen 2, and many of my other favorites are from later generations. I know I'm not alone in that fact. Yeah, looking at you, Obama Snow, I miss him. Uh... We are, you know what? We could, we could fight later. Um, we, we are all familiar <laughs> with particular survey backing this up, knowing that my favorites won't get love because they want to pander to Gen 1 nostalgia is frustrating and exhausting. The fact that the release cycle is focused so much on Gen 1 is kind of a bummer. I don't want a fourth Charizard. What about my poor Feraligator? Always, always the, I don't know if that's intentional pandering or not, but I like it. <laughs> always, always the bridesmaid, I guess. Who knows? Maybe there'll be a lot of later generation love in the game, but thus far there hasn't been any real proof of that. I just want a f- even a s- few small things, enough to give me hope that there's more even spread of new forms and evolutions. I would have thought since there has been so much backlash towards the dex cut that maybe they would that uh, that they would be showing more variety of Pokemon from regions and trying to mitigate that mitigate it at least a bit. Uh, but I guess eh. that's just wishful thinking. I think they've actually done a pretty good job of that. I, we I, are at 297 Pokemon. Yeah. So confirmed. Confirmed. And like, if they say they're holding back as well. So, yeah. so I'm, I've been saying all along that like 700 as like the dex number isn't unrealistic because if the new total number of Pokemon is something like 
900, right? Like say it's the same size as every other generation that we've had. Uh, as of late, um, the past by that I mean the past two, you're looking at about 100 new Pokemon. That brings our total to 900-ish. And I'm just like, if you look at it, if you cut out 200 Pokemon from the old Pokedex, you're down to 600, you add 100 new ones, you get 700. And I'm like, I don't think that's unreasonable. That's like the minimum amount. I think that's like the maximum amount before I get upset that you didn't finish the models. Um, yeah. And so that that's where I, I think that's like probably where they are, too. I think they probably felt the same way. Because um, in my mind, the reason we don't have all the models is because they went, oh, poop, we can't finish this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's what I think happened. But I digress. As for the pace of the release cycle, I'm really enjoying it. There is still enough mystery in the game uh, that the game will be will uh, the game will be exciting to explore. The only problem I have is tied to the generation on one pandering. Every time I see there's new info, it's just another generation one variant. It puts a damper on my expectations for any upcoming news. Finally, for the starters, I'd like to know where my adventuring buddy is going to end up. I don't want to have to guess at the beginning and be disappointed, which might lead to me abandoning the starter or restarting to get the one that I want. This might be a moot point because finding out what the starter evolutions will be when the game comes out won't be difficult, but it'll be nice to put some thought onto it beforehand. It also seems like a good thing for Pokemon to advertise as promo material. It's something that you would discover pretty early on in the game, and for people like me, it'll get me something to look forward to. In all, these are minor issues, and I'm still incredibly amped for this game to come out. Now all that's left to do is wait for the game and hope for my little Shuckles passport approval. Well, guess through. what, buddy? Shuckles in there. Did he get yep. through? He as got confirmed. Week. Woo! Uh, still waiting for for alligator, um, uh, but Shuckle got through. But yeah, thanks for those emails. Uh, like I said, if your email was not right on the show, do go to the Discord. That's where we're going to be posting the unread emails. I apologize. There were just so many of them. There yeah. were so many good ones, and I do have to say that the consensus was like we we just read like four of them. We're all just like that was a lot of Gen One pandering. That is what every single one of these emails say. I'm mm-hmm. not even kidding. There's not one that's been like, yeah, I love Gen 1 pandering. It's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to if you want to email us next week at PucklePodcast.com, <laughs> let us know what you think of uh, think of these new interviews Do you, or XP share. I don't know. Um, or, or continue to let us know how you feel about the uh, release cycle and what you hope these starters evolve into. Send that in PucklePodcast.gmail.com. I look forward to that next week. Uh, on that note, though, if you want to keep up with Puckle, you can follow us on social media over at Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Those are great places to hit us up. I, I should take some pictures and post them to Instagram. I really should. That Lugia pen holder. I want to see it. That Lugia pen holder is pretty sweet. It's, I'm looking at it right <laughs> now. Um, so it, it's pretty sweet. Uh, I also got, I also got because this is just me, this is a me thing um, for Puckle. I, they have like giant plush Pokeballs. I bought a giant <laughs> great ball. Oh, wow. Yeah. The best $15 ever spent. And best fifteen dollars. So I'm not. I'm not even mad. Uh, but yes, uh, if you want to, if you want to follow us on social media, that's a great place to go. If you want more Puckly goodness during your week, though, you should go check out bat or not Battlecast, but the Puckle Plus feed, where you can th- listen to things such as Battlecast with Seth, or Game Yay. Corner with Linian. Hey. Or other shows, uh, like TCG Cast <laughs> with Jushiro, or Shiro. that Puckle Live show that totally needs to be put out. That's by me. Um, <laughs> and so you can go over there and listen to to some more good goodness over there. It, it comes out every Thursday. We come out Monday, Puckle Plus on Thursday. But if you're just like, man, that's still not enough Puckle. I need more Puckle in my life. Well, I've got news for you, bud. We have a YouTube channel. Go to YouTube.com slash user slash Puckle Podcast. And you can watch a bunch of battle videos, me doing a Nuzlocke. Uh, and if you want to watch that Nuzlocke live while it's happening, you go to twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast and you can catch me, Jushiro. And that's going to be the place to catch a lot of us when uh, Sword and Shield come out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of us. We do need to sit down and come up with that schedule here. We in the do. Term. Uh, we do need to sit down because it's going to be it's going to become a mess if we do not. So let, let's all please sit down and figure that out soon. But yeah, if you want to if you want to check out stuff like that, twitch.tv slash the Puckle podcast is going to be a great place to get to know some of your favorite hosts um, and get to do some stuff. We're also maybe doing a thing there once a month that might be spooky and cool. Um, we'll see uh, how it all mm-hmm. turns out. Uh, and so so keep keep your eyes on that and then uh what what else is there oh man so there's twitch and if you want to support the show monetarily twitch is a good place to do it uh you get a free twitch prime subscription but you can also go ahead to our t public store and get a tapestry t-shirt or whatever is left uh, over at t public um, we really appreciate your support it's a good way to get something out of it and uh it, it's just it's just fun to see that when people buy like our products um and then the last thing uh that i really that i really want if you want to support the show more directly is to go to patreon.com slash puckle podcast it is where um you can support the show directly it allows us to do a lot of things we have upgraded so much equipment because of patreon so much like i'm not even joking we have we've made us sound better more professional and the show just keeps on growing the community keeps on growing uh allowed us to make badges for summer league this year we're gonna try to complete the set uh early next year so that we have a set of 10 for summer league and so that's all thanks to the patrons um though like i said at the beginning of the show those packages are going out if you want um to do that though that's a great place to get shiny pokemon be on the live shows uh just support the show in general and get updates on what's going on um i really do appreciate the support and i think we all do appreciate the support because every dollar that goes into that patreon goes into supporting the podcast i did accidentally buy a coke with that card once that is the only time uh uh I mean, I mean, to be fair, though, like I bought a Coke while doing Puckle stuff. So, <laughs> so it's, like a, it's like a business expense at that point. It's right? a business like, expense because Thatch needed the caffeine. OK, it wasn't a regular Coke. It was a Coke Zero. I can't drink that anymore. I really just can't drink it. I'm getting old. Uh, but, <laughs> but yes, that is it for uh, for this episode of the Puckle podcast. So I am Trader Thatch. I was Linian. I'm Seth Vilo. And it's closing time here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower.
We here at Buckle would like to thank our patrons who help make everything we do here possible, whether it be a shiny giveaway, a uh, an awesome tournament prize, anything. So uh, thanks to those guys. Uh, and so I'd like to I'd like to give them a shout out by name. So thank you to Greg, Viger, Duly Noted, Sheldon, Chris, Rob, Josh, Big Jonk, Keegan, Ilaria, Sean, Michael, Paul, Dexio, Christian, Miguel, Apollo, Corey, Rotted Mushroom, Titan Killer, Lane, Lord Corbinek, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Wade, Marcus, Kinkovic, N, uh, Alolan Dergs, Tank, Claude Nine, David, Swamp Rattata, Sammy, Joshua, Ten Little Men, P. McGee, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Brian, Trevor, Mark, TJ, Ryan, Doc Knox, Dennis, Echo, Jonathan, Disco Calypso, Taylor, Charles, Allegionary, uh, Maxi, Shambles, Justin, Tim, Andrew, Old Man Tup, David, Piccolo, Piccolo, <laughs> I get that, uh, Chris, Jeremy, Louise, Justin, South, Locke, Hut, Zach, uh, Graham, J- Greg, Alec, Christopher, Jiggler, Mikey, Kevin, Josh, Dark Flame, Half Full Reviews, Sparky, Coop, Jordan, Huitku, Shira, Zarni, Smacky the Frog, Ironcaster, Kevin, Orange Avenger, Steve, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Dylan, Joseph, Franco, Treby, Cordell King, uh, Julie, and Alex. Thank you very much, guys. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll keep on going. Uh, hopefully, we'll have everything out by early this week for you guys. And we'll be doing those TCG cards coming up next month. So thanks for your support. And if you want to help support the show, you can go over to p- patreon.com slash podcast and help out in the same way. So I will catch you guys on the flip-flop. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.